0: We made a promise to ourselves, I don't know, eight years ago, that we were not going to, six years ago, that we were not going to push our will. Let people decide. Give them the facts. Let people decide and support the people, right? Mm-hmm. Are we doing that this time? I mean, because I think so, are we? I mean, I don't care who people vote for as long as it's a republican that i like no
1: <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean, but, I mean I, I, maybe not in like the utah race <laughs> probably haven't been too balanced on that one i mean i think we're talking i mean i think what we've said is control needs to go to the republicans to stop what biden did.
0: right I mean, I mean, like i wouldn't vote for oz if i lived in pennsylvania it's easy for me to say i wouldn't vote for oz but if i were in pennsylvania I probably would vote for Oz. You know what I mean? He's not my favorite, but I'm living in Pennsylvania. What the hell am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I vote for him. I vote for him. I'm just wondering if we're staying true to uh,
2: ourselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't advise anybody how to vote. For him. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I, mean, think I, mean, I, I do either. I mean, I think we say Mike Lee's clear. Like, why isn't Mike Lee winning by more? Yeah, right. Like that type of stuff. But I don't think we say you should go out and vote for. X, Y, or Z all that
0: often. Yeah, I was going to say all that often because I mean, I have been known to say you're dead to me if you don't vote for Mike Lee. Yes. I mean, if you have the the best uh, candidate on the Constitution, perhaps ever, the guy who should be running the Supreme Court, and you're going to vote him out for a CIA agent, you're dead to me. (laughs) You're dead. But other than that, we never are judgmental. No. No way. Although you're sick, you're pretty sick, if you're voting for Federman. You know, you're not dead to me, but you're pretty sick, and Walker. Uh, and masters, just vote. Well, why don't, just, You know what? Send us your ballots,
1: <laughs> and we'll, we'll do, fill them out for you.
0: Don't say no, that. No, don't say that. Don't do that. Holy cow! All right, podcast, great podcast coming up for you. Goldline is our sponsor. Tons of Americans still don't know it's possible to use your retirement account to acquire precious metals. Right now, our accounts are going to be cleaned out. It's like going to Vegas, baby except the house always wins but the house is not called caesars it's the federal reserve uh and they're gonna wipe us out so please have something in precious metals i want you to call gold line and do your own homework don't take it from me except for the mike lee and masters and, and carrie lake i should add to that and and uh, the one up again just send us your ballots anyway (laughs) i want you to do your own homework (laughs) call Goldline today give them the uh, promo code myb which represents mind your business and they'll give you the mind your business silver bars just as a thank you for calling in so get all of the information at goldline.com goldline.com or call them now at 866 goldline here's the podcast
3: You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program.
0: This is the Glenn Beck program. We're going to tell you uh, good news, bad news, iffy news on the polls in just a second. Stand by first. I want to I want to read this story from The Washington Post, because I think this I think this relates in America in a completely different way. Since 1979, I got on the air. My first radio job was 1978 or 79 um, and the the Iranian hostage crisis. Uh, I've been talking about Iran my whole life, but I've never related to it as much as I have this story. Listen to this. Across Iran, schoolgirls have defiantly taken off their headscarves, stomped on pictures of the Supreme Leader, and chanted for freedom, producing some of the most iconic images from the country's anti-government uprising. But now the state is coming for them. If you have kids, listen to this. Many families fear sending their children to school, afraid they could be surveilled, beaten, detained, or disappeared. Rights groups and Iranians told the Washington Post Iran's clerical leaders are betting the crackdown on schools will help quell the unrest now in its seventh week. In interviews with the Post in recent weeks, three students and two parents described the assaults on schools where teachers are under pressure to squash any sign of dissent and often powerless to stop security forces from targeting the minors in their care. School attendance lists, report cards, and security cameras have been have become tools of repression. Parents are warned to keep their children in check. Now, just as anyone else thought, jeez, I mean, they're indoctrinating my kids. What if they turn my kids against me? Uh, have you thought about what's being done to my kids and the teachers and? I'm now being called a terrorist because I disagree with what my school is teaching. We are on this path, gang. Listen to this. Iranians interviewed for this piece spoken condition of amenity, blah, 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 blah. Uh, We are now all in shock and sadness and don't have the energy to do anything. A 12-year-old boy in Tehran said after plainclothes police raided his school this month to arrest a fellow student. He said he joined his classmates and teachers in physically intervening to stop the adoption. Authorities refused to say how many children they've arrested. But a deputy with the Revolutionary Guard Corps on October 5th said the average age for rioters arrested was 15 Iranian education minister said October 11th that an undisclosed number of kids were being held quote in psychology centers for reform and education at least 700 teenagers have been detained we don't know where they're taking these children or what's happening to them in some cases these children are being beaten and then taken away by plainclothes police This has got to stop this has got to stop we have got to stand up for freedom we have to stand up we i mean why is iran doing this why why are we on high alert did you know this the u.s and saudi militaries on high alert because we've just had an intelligence warning of an imminent attack from iran This administration has been negotiating with them. This administration has just pissed off Saudi Arabia. And now the U.S. and Saudi Arabia are on high alert because Iran says they're going to attack. And what are they doing that for? To get the news to stop covering what they're doing to children in schools. Wake up, America. Now, the good news is, I think we are waking up, and next Tuesday is the day we can begin to end the madness.
1: Yeah, and things are trending in the right direction. The House looks not—I wouldn't call it a sure thing—but it looks really, really positive. Uh, not too much doubt there. Most even mainstream election analysts right. are going to tell you that Republicans are probably going to take the House. That does a—that's a big step, right? Taking right. that is makes you able to stop the worst instincts of the Biden administration right off the bat. Now, to do more than that, especially when you comes it comes to just judges and, and such, you it's need the Senate. Senate. So you need that Senate. You need to get to 51 seats. The issue here, of course, you know, which is different than the House, where the House has everybody up for election, 435 members every two years. You start zero zero. That's the the state of play with the Senate not everyone is up. It's six-year terms, so every midterm election has a different number of senators uh, available to be elected. So this one starts with a score on the board with, if no one else got elected at all, it would be standing at Democrats 36, Republicans 29. So do Republicans start minus seven? And this is why this isn't such a home run. It feels like okay republicans are way ahead it's a midterm election biden's obviously terrible why is this so difficult that's why it's difficult they're starting down 36 29. so they have to make up seven seats just to get to even so if we look at the likely states for the democrats you have california hawaii illinois maryland new york that's chuck schumer oregon vermont and connecticut Uh, now connecticut There's been some polling that showed it close. We kind of moved it to a lean Democrat for a while. I have it back as a likely Democratic state. We had six movers uh, in the entire uh, uh, board yesterday Mm -hmm. as we finished this up. So Connecticut likely, that gives you eight likely Democrats. On the Republican side, uh, you have likely Republicans of uh, Alabama, Arkansas, Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, it's Rand Paul, Louisiana, South Carolina, Tim Scott there, South Dakota, north dakota two in oklahoma because you have a special election so you have two seats there uh missouri uh, eric schmidt uh, we've talked about him before i have moved that to likely republican from leaning uh, earlier in the cycle Uh, we also moved iowa from lean republican to likely republican that one looked likely at the beginning there was some polling showing it a little close we talked to steve dace about that last week but I'm pretty convinced that that one is okay. Uh, that's likely. And then also, for the first time, moved to the likely Republican category, Florida, with Marco Rubio. Again, Rubio was underperforming DeSantis earlier right. in the cycle, seems to have closed that gap and now holds a pretty substantial lead. That gives you 15, 15 likely Republicans. Just doing the math right there, right? You're at 44, 44. Oh, jeez. Okay. And that's, you know, likely, too, Glenn you know how long have we been doing this you know a million years now and uh I, in the likely category i've never missed a never missed a race okay. like, you know these are sure things for the most part you may have a surprise eventually but right i've never missed one of those before we'll see okay. so that's forty-four, forty-four. you can see how this can get a little uh you know yeah. a little itchy here mm-hmm. okay so lean democrat i still have two uh, some people who are more optimistic than me are thinking that he's going to turn to the Republicans. I still have these two as lean Democrat, which are Colorado and Washington. Both of those states are theoretically winnable for Republicans. It's not out of the question. A lot of poll There are some polls showing it very close. In fact, there was one that showed uh, Washington within two points just yesterday. So possible that this could happen for Republicans, but
0: difficult, and I think still a little bit of a stretch even in this environment right now. I'd love to hear from people who live in Seattle. That can tell me what it feels like, because my friends in Seattle tell me they've never felt anything like this before, that the the momentum, the the attitude is uh, towards the Republican Uh, smiley. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they are shocked by how clearly it's being uh, demonstrated in the Seattle area. I don't know if that's true or not. It could be, and I think I think she's making this much more competitive than it would normally be. Oh
1: yeah, uh, that's that's the way. I mean, you, it is a surprise that these things, but you know, Republicans do occasionally win statewide races in you know Washington, in, Washington or very competitive yeah. at least. There's every once in a while you get this, and it seems like Tiffany Smiley's the candidate to keep it close. But you've got a sort of a blue. Climate there, uh, sort of, uh, yeah, um, certainly. Like to call it
0: indigo. Indigo, okay,
1: yeah, uh, very, very blue. And you, uh, you have you know some circumstances on the ground that would make you believe you know in the polling, in the sort of fundamentals of the state, it's still a lean Democratic situation. Though it's much closer than anyone would have expected. I, I mean, when we started this, I think Washington was a likely Democrat, but mm-hmm. we moved it to, to lean. So that's two there in the lean Democrat category. In lean Republican category. We have Alaska. Now, Alaska is a little weird because that will definitely be a Republican state. The question is whether it's going to be a moderate Demo- uh, Republican like Lisa Murkowski or a Trump endorsed Republican. So you have that ba- that battle going on there. One of the two will win there. I'm of the belief that like I, you got to prove to me that Murkowski can be get beaten in Alaska. She seems to win no matter what the circumstances. So. I will believe that one when I see it. I would love to see her gone, though. This would be a good thing. Uh, Utah. We've talked quite a bit about Utah. Again, I think Mike Lee is going to win that state, but it is a quirky, weird state with a sort of false independent candidate
0: going up there and getting Democratic votes. Tomorrow's Thursday, right? Uh, yes. I'm going to be in Salt Lake tomorrow. You're coming with me, aren't you?
1: I don't know. I have, oh, I, my gosh. I've got shows and stuff I've got to do. I'm sorry. I, I don't uh, know
0: that I could just leave. Uh, but uh, I'm going to go to uh, Salt Lake. Uh, there, he's doing a, um, a big uh, rally tomorrow night, so I'm going to oh, go and cool. support and then fly right back well, uh, and do the show. Good. I'll, don't screw it up because he needs to win. God, uh, also,
1: leaning Republican, Wisconsin, which was razor thin edge for uh ron johnson earlier in the cycle mm-hmm. now he's opened up a moderate lead there ohio with jd vance same story uh north uh, excuse me north carolina with, uh, with ted budd uh, georgia i now have as lean republican seems like herschel walker has weathered you know that, this storm do
0: you know that warnock has spent 85 million dollars that that is like the most presidential yeah. yeah kind of money it's one of the if it's not the most it is of, it is the most it, it is it is now into presidential uh kind of candidate territory incredible
1: uh so georgia and i have lean republican again these are very close races and i would say the data doesn't quite support this yet but i moved pennsylvania also to lean republican after did you the debate. really and i think I will say it's a little bit of speculation. This is not my final update on this thing. So we will, I may wind up moving it. We're going to have to pick one eventually on the last update. I guess I can't Mm -hmm. keep them in toss up forever. Uh, But Pennsylvania there, I think, I think we've seen enough for the people of Pennsylvania to to say
0: that John Fetterman's not the candidate. We will see though. And And they also, also um, yesterday, the Supreme Court said you can't, if there's a signature problem on those those ballots, yeah, uh, no, no, the you know the dates wrong or not on there, you cannot count them. Yeah, that could be big, and that's big. It's going to be lengthy afterward. Then you
1: have three toss-up races. You have Arizona, which what interesting thing happened yesterday, Glenn? Yeah, uh, the, this in, is the, big. The Libertarian candidate who uh, dropped out of the race and endorsed
0: Blake Masters. Right. It's pretty important if the libertarians will vote for Blake Masters, and they should. The guy is very libertarian, mm-hmm. um, but uh, if, if that could give him the extra push over the top, just in a close that. race could be very very tight. close.
1: Yeah, uh, Nevada I have as a toss up as well. This is an interesting one in that there's a couple polls out today that have Laxalt up five, right? Which is really good news. Really good news. Uh, every you know, there's still polls that come, coming out having Cortez Masto up as well, though. So that one's a toss up, and we moved New Hampshire into a toss up. For the first time.
0: You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Tomorrow, after the uh, program, I'm going to quickly fly out uh, to uh, Washington, Utah and be with Mike Lee at the dance hall. Uh, I've never been to the dance hall, but uh, I guess that's where you do things uh, in uh, Washington, Utah. So I'll I'll be there. It's right down from the honeymoon trail in. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, you can find out more. Just go to Mike Lee uh, for Senate dot com. Find out more and I'll see you there tomorrow night and then back here again on uh, Friday. Um, all right. We have a uh, we have the very first woman to ever be born in Mexico. As as a congresswoman now or would like to be a congresswoman, Uh, she no, no, no. She already represents the 34th congressional district. Sorry. Um, And she's in her first term. She has um, uh, she's on the House Agricultural Homeland Security um, uh, committees. And I wanted to talk to her a little bit about the red migration that is happening uh, with the Hispanic community. Uh, it's real, and I'd like to understand more about it. Myra Flores is with us. Hello, Congresswoman.
3: Hello, how are you? Good morning. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You bet, you bet. So um, <laughs> you were just rejected by the Hispanic Caucus, if I'm not mistaken.
3: That's right. I guess I'm yeah. just not the right tackle, you know, for them. You not,
0: so. not the right Hispanic, <laughs> uh, apparently. So
3: not the right Hispanic. Apparently, that's right. I'm the first Mexican-born Congresswoman, you know, ever to serve the U.S. House of Representatives. And I thought that by joining the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, we could, you know, build um, relationships and work in a bipartisan manner on our yeah. on our behalf of our constituents. And I was wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> um, tell me what tell me what's happening in the Hispanic community, and is it real?
3: It's very real and South Texas and the Hispanic community, we've always been all about God and and family and hard work. That is just who we are. It's in our, in our DNA. But we, we grew up being told by, you know, the Democrat party that the Republican party didn't want people that look like us here, Mm -hmm. that the Republican party was for the rich, that the Mm -hmm. Republican party was for the only white people that's what we were told all our lives, which was a complete lie. You know, my father was a Democrat all his life as well. I I still remember asking him, who should I vote for? And he said, Barack Obama. And I voted for Barack Obama, because that's what I was told to do. So and thank God I had another family member who brought it up to my attention and said, Hey, we were raised the same way with conservative values. Why are you voting this way? Make do some research and come back to me. And I did, I made that research and I came back to her and I said, I'm Republican. And that was (laughs) back in in 2010. I was like, Oh my goodness, I'm Republican went to my father and I told him the same thing. I said, dad, we're Republican. Mm -hmm. And he, of course, he was like, no, you're wrong. We're I've always been a Democrat and it took him a long time to realize, um, but now he's, of course, he's, he's a Republican now, and, and he tells me all the time, you know, don't be loyal to political parties like Amen. I
0: was. Amen. You know,
3: your loyalty needs to be with, with God, with, with, our, with your family, and with, the, and with your community that you represent. Don't make that mistake that, that I made. So in 30 years from now, the Republican Party no longer stands with the values that I instilled in you. Don't support the party. Right. You know, Be all about your faith and family. And that was my advice to my, my my advice my father's advice to me when I told him that I was going to be running um, for Congress and that I was going to be in the Republican ballot. And so, so Myra, uh, what I always remember that.
0: What is what? What specifically is happening, though? I mean, it's the same thing with African Americans. They're really very conservative. Their churches are conservative. Everything else, um, and yet they don't. They don't. Uh, wake up to that or they don't vote that way why is the hispanic community waking up this time
3: well the republican party is also investing you know Mm. prior to 2020 the republican party was not investing in south texas we did not have the funds to be able to spread our conservative message you know i was the first republican congressional candidate to run spanish commercials in south texas wow so for the first time, they were seeing someone, you know, that looked like them, that resonated with them in Telemundo, in Univision, which is very important because if we don't do it, they will spread the misinformation. Um. So, you know, I'm, I'm very blessed and I'm very grateful to the, to the Republican Party for finally investing in the Hispanic community, a community that you don't have to convince to be pro-God, to be pro-life, to be pro-family, like this, you know, this is who we are. We align with the Republican party, you know, but the Republican party also was not investing prior to 2020. Now they're investing. So now we're able to send mailers, you know, in Spanish and English, we're on TV, we're knocking doors. We're raising the funds to be able to do those things. Mm. And and before we just did not have those funds. And that's also one of the main reasons, as well, you know, it's a component of many things.
1: Uh, Congressman, can you talk a little bit about your race? Because you won in a special election here recently in in a race that uh, surprised a lot of people, seemingly nationally. And then now you're running to be reelected. However, the district has been has changed, and it's from all reports made your uh, reelection more difficult. Can you talk about that and and, and how the race looks?
3: Yes, you know, redistricting did me no, <laughs> no favors. And, but at the end of the day, South Texas, you know, Cameron County, Hidalgo County, labor County, Willis, Kennedy, uh, those counties, I had them in the previous, um, previous, uh, map and, and I continue to have them on the new map and these districts are, you know, who have been dictating, who, you know, who were re- representing them, I was able to flip Cameron County on the special election, which is my biggest county and still within the current map. And again, the Hispanic community is very conservative. The people of South Texas, that doesn't change. The lines don't change that. What the is lines the- don't change the valleys of, of South Texas. So I I have all the love and support from, from the district in such small towns. Time they've been able to see what real leadership looks like.
0: So we're we're talking to Congresswoman Maya Flores. Um, what is the what are the main issues that you think this is going to be won or lost on?
3: Well, all our polls, multiple polls that we've done, is the economy, is inflation, and is border security. Those are the things that matter to my district. Those are the things that I'm 100% focused on. I met a single mom who told me that for the first time, she had to get a loan to buy her kids' school supplies and clothes. Oh my gosh. Oh my and that gosh. loan is now at 24%.
0: Oh my. And
3: can't, and can't pay back. She's like, I don't know if I can be able to pay back that loan. These are the things that are happening to the American people. These are the struggles. You see, the Democrat Party wants us to focus on social issues to distract us from what really is impacting the American people. We want people to go vote on the economy. We want people to go vote on inflation. We want people to go vote on border security. See, the Democrat Party doesn't want that because they're losing.
0: But they they would say that... We're racist. You're racist against Hispanics if you want border security.
3: I immigrated to this country. I want more little girls like Myra to be able to come here to the United States. I don't want little girls like myself to have to come here illegally where they're going to get abused, rape, and having to pay criminal organizations thousands of dollars because that's the reality. Under this administration, more immigrants have died. If this administration actually cared about immigrants, they would focus on the legal process. How can we encourage people to come here to the United States legally? The process is broken. It is. I was blessed to have a father that was an American citizen. But if for anyone else, it could take. 10, 15, 20 years, no one talks about the people that are in line right now waiting to come here to United States legally. No one talks about them. What about them? What about those who are following the law and are there waiting right now as we speak, waiting to come here to United States and have been waiting for years? What about them? No one talks about them. They wanna focus on illegal immigration, knowing the dangers knowing that the criminal organizations have taken complete control of the Southern border. People here in South Texas, we have family in Mexico that we can't even visit as often because we're afraid. Why would we want, when we're afraid to come here. We don't want no American to ever feel afraid to go visit their loved ones. That's what we're going through here in South Texas. My family still live in, in Burgos, Tamaulipas, where I'm from. And, and I, I miss being able to visit my loved ones more often. I go, but I want to go more often because that's, that's where I'm from. That's where my, my family is, is there. But these criminal organizations, they have no respect for human life. They have no respect for anyone. That's why border security is a must. Our border patrol agents are exhausted. I'm a border patrol wife. Mm-hmm. They don't have a voice. This administration has given their back on our border patrol agents, on our law enforcement. And our our border patrol are focused on the humanitarian crisis and not able to stop the fentanyl that is coming in into our country, killing an hour, about 300 people per day. This is very serious. This, is, this shouldn't even be political. The things that we're fighting for, a better economy, reducing inflation and border security. These are things that, you know, we should all be working together. And under this administration, 98 suspected terrorists have been apprehended in the southern border.
0: We're talking to Congresswoman, talking to Congressman uh, Myra Flores because of redistricting, this is a very tight race. If you would like to help her with her campaign, I think a little goes a long way uh, in South Absolutely. Texas. Um, please go to the website uh, uh, Myra Flores for M A Y R A F L O E F L O R E S. Myra Flores for Myra, best of luck to you.
3: Thank you so much. We'll win a re-election next week.
1: Good. Thank you. God bless. It's a big race. That's a big race. And it's kind of a test as to whether this movement we saw in 2020 and 2016 among the Hispanic community is
0: real. Is it? Was it a one-off? Was it maybe you know, just related to Donald Trump? Who knows? It's it's amazing to me how uh, none of those numbers held up with with Barack Obama. Mm. It was all about Barack Obama. Yeah. And then it all fell apart. Yeah. I mean, if you remember,
1: everyone's like, oh, Barack Obama, what an amazing campaigner. Well, did you look at 2010 and 2014? Yeah. I mean, he got the Democrats Nothing. got brutalized in both yeah. of those elections, despite his influence, only when he was on the ballot specifically did they do well and look you can make the argument trump has some of the same features where like he's he did well in 2016 2020 brought up a lot of people uh that maybe you didn't think were going to win but 2018 did not go particularly well this is a, a chance is, here yeah to see if those gains especially in the hispanic community are real and are lasting yeah. it's going to be
0: fascinating to watch that race myra flores for congress.com You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Dr. Robert Epstein. Uh, he is the senior research psychologist. Uh, he is uh, found at mygoogleresearch.com. We usually touch base uh, before every election and talk about his research, what he found and what he is uh, discovering. He is actually tracking all of the um, uh, all of the Google searches Across the country, as best he can, Dr. Epstein. How are you, sir? Good, Glenn. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. So, where are we on this project now?
2: Well, we're uh, we're well along. You you helped tremendously, and your audience helped with financial support. In, uh, back in 2020, uh, that was critical. We wouldn't have had a project uh, without you. But this this year, we've expanded tremendously, uh, and We are in most of the swing states. We have more than 2000 field agents, which means we're monitoring the content that the big tech companies are sending to voters 24 hours a day through more than 2000 computers, computers of real voters. So we're seeing the actual content that these companies are sending and we are measuring it and we are. Uh, finding all kinds of disturbing things or they're they're shifting right now at this at this moment they're shifting thousands and thousands of votes uh, in the swing states uh, in, a, in a way that people cannot see so this is much more dangerous than you know tv commercials or right. or, or even uh, you know trying to rig voting machines this is far more dangerous and uh, we're on it and We're expanding the system. This time it's going to be permanent so that we will have uh, by next year a nationwide system, a digital shield that will be protecting 24 hours a day, protecting our elections and protecting our children uh, as well from any kind of manipulation by the big tech companies. This is
0: fantastic. So for people who aren't familiar with your research, tell people how Google, for instance, or YouTube changes votes without anybody knowing it.
2: Well, on YouTube, for example, we found in 2020 uh, that 93% of the videos recommended by their up next algorithm—you know, that up yeah. next suggestion that just plays automatically—93% right. of those videos were coming from liberal news sources, and uh, that that is extremely powerful uh, as a way of manipulating people. And by the way, those. Those uh, up next suggestions weren't just going to liberals. They were going even more so to moderates and even more so to conservatives. And, uh, so, uh, you know, then there's search results, which uh, uh, which right now we're measuring very carefully. And they're highly biased toward liberal candidates. And there are certain segments of our population, the most vulnerable being moderate Republicans, by the way, uh, who trust those high-ranking search results. And right now, Google, uh, especially in Wisconsin uh, and in Florida and in Arizona and other swing states, they have high up in their search results uh, links that bring you to web pages that make the Democratic, Democratic candidates look great and make the conservative candidates, Republican candidates look bad. That shifts votes. That's and then incredible. there's email suppression. Email suppression, the RNC just sued Google for suppressing tens of millions of emails uh, to potential Republican voters. And then there's Google's <laughs> homepage where they put those Go Vote reminders. Yes. And we're monitoring that very carefully because in 2020, we found last minute that Google. Uh, was sending those out primarily to liberals and moderates. Uh, now, think think how big wow. a, a manipulation that is because no one knows it's occurring. That's targeted messaging, we call it. So
0: you have been doing some just, I mean, uh, God's work here on this. And you've been doing it for years now. At least we've known each other, what, five, six years? Yes. Yeah. And we've been talking about it. When is someone in Washington going to use this and actually take these guys down on it?
2: Well, we're getting close. You see, you've got to have the data to bring to the courts. Uh, you know, the legisla- legislation is not going to help too much, and of course, you know, there we don't we don't have much uh, uh, cooperation in, in Washington. So I'm I'm worried about, you know, the legislative approach ever, ever moving forward. Uh, But there is an alternative because in 2020, we got some senators based on our, our preliminary data to send a threatening letter to the CEO of Google and Google. Backed down. Google shut off all their manipulations in the Georgia Senate runoff elections. They turned off everything. No one got a, a go vote reminder in Georgia. And that's because of our project. And at this moment, Glenn, you're the first to know. But there are a group of senators right the second ready to send another threatening letter to the CEO of Google, based on our preliminary data that we have right now, so that is in the works. It might happen today, which That'd be good. would be yeah, What states? It, it, are,
0: it, what yep. states is that going to affect? You? Can you say? Uh,
2: I can tell you. I can't tell you everything, but I can tell you that we are in 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 most of the swing states, monitoring very aggressively, and what we should see, what we should detect is that Google will turn off all of their manipulations and will detect it when they do it. Wow. And, and those last few days in close elections are absolutely critical. So uh, we're on the verge of making that happen again. And once this system by the end of next year is nationwide, these companies will never touch our elections again, and they're going to keep away from our kids as well. And we're now so. starting to monitor kids.
0: Um, so, so help me out on, um, on Google, because it looks like now, in fact, I don't even think it looks like we, we have the evidence that Google, Facebook, Twitter, they are all colluding with the government. The government was directing them on who to ban
2: and what to look for, and they were doing it. Well, that of course is not what we study. We I study know. the actual the actual manipulations. And um, by the way, I hope your your audience, which has been so generous to us in the past, will go to mygoogleresearch dot com if they want to get more info or help us out. Uh, but you know, what we are studying are the manipulations themselves, and, we're, and, and we are st- we are collecting data now. By the way, not just on Google, but on uh, on YouTube, on Facebook, uh, Google's homepage. Uh, we're, we are really, we've expanded tremendously over the years. You know, I'm I've been so working glad. on this stuff for, for, for 10 years. I know. But we've gotten to the point where we're going to have a national digital shield in place.
0: And what does that mean?
2: That, well, that means that 24 hours a day through the computers of more than 20,000 of people around the country and the computers of lots of children, this is with their parents' support, of course, will be looking at content being sent by the tech companies. And if we find any kind of bias, any kind of manipulation, we will report it to the AGs, to members of Congress, to the Federal Election Commission, to journalists, anyone who will listen, and they will stop because, as Justice Brandeis said a hundred years ago, sunlight is the best disinfectant, yeah. and we're building a permanent system now that's growing every day that will stop these companies cold for many years to come. Uh, this this is this is happening. This is growing right this second, and. Uh, you know, no matter what happens or doesn't happen with legislation in our you know our crazy government or with regulation, the monitoring system will protect us—a digital shield uh, across the country—and we're building it now. So, and again, yeah, you
0: know, Doctor, can I let me just pass something by? And and uh, I said this to Stu off air, and I I haven't said it on the air because I didn't. I don't want anybody to think that I'm thinking this happened. This is this is, though, if I were a fiction writer, this is what I would write for uh, fiction. Um, But I wanted to know if you think it would even stand up the scrutiny in a fiction book. You know, you're looking at this guy who was a hippie in California. Uh, He was lefty, Black Lives Matter, all of it. And then suddenly he. He finds himself spewing, you know, Republican like talking points. Uh, And then he goes into the house and and uh, wants to horribly kill uh, Nancy Pelosi. And and I'm not saying this happened. What I'm saying is, is it possible in a fiction setting right now? Would it be possible to uh, come up with a script that would show that a company like facebook or google especially could manipulate things subtly over time and convince somebody who's really kind of crazy already to do bidding and there would be no record of it
2: glenn this is what we study this is what we've been studying for 10 years of course it's possible I'm not buying into that conspiracy theory that yeah, no, I'm telling you. And it's
0: not a conspiracy theory. It's a fiction. No. I mean, that's what I would write if I was a fiction right. writer.
2: Um, right. Well, I'm telling you, that's what we study. That's exactly what we do. My team is the only team in the world doing this, and we study these techniques that these companies have access to that can change people's opinions, attitudes, beliefs, purchases, voting preferences, political preferences. And these techniques are among the most powerful te- influence techniques, techniques of influence that have ever been discovered in the behavioral sciences in 100 years. And you and I can't use them. That's the problem. See, they're in the hands of these big tech companies. And, and Google especially has said that they are using their, their powers, all their powers, to spread the values of their company. I mean they've said it and you know what they're doing? They're indoctrinating our kids. You know how some of these these strange attitudes have suddenly changed in our society
0: mm-hmm.
2: about certain minority groups yep. and so on. Okay, and and we don't know where the how the heck this change occurred? I am telling you that Because we're starting to monitor the content going to kids, we're going to find out because there is, I am sure, indoctrination occurring on a massive scale, and we are going to document that. And by the way, we're not spying on anyone, okay? Yeah, everybody –
0: yeah, everybody is a volunteer uh, on this. I, I would really okay. urge you to, um, uh, to help uh, fund this if you are interested in this at all. I think this is some of the most important research out there because this has to be stopped. MyGoogleResearch.com is the web address. MyGoogleResearch.com. You can make any kind of donation. This is a lasting kind of donation, and I'm so glad to hear that it's going into permanency now. Uh, doctor, great to talk to you again, as always. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn.